Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. We'd like to present to our listeners different interesting people in the Orthodox community. You know, there are certain jobs that maybe are more quote-unquote typical. Um, Growing up, I thought that all Orthodox Jewish men were rabbis. Maybe my other stereotype was diamond dealers because that was, you know, sort of what we saw Hasidic Jews doing when we would visit the city. Um, And then there are more like typical jobs that you see maybe in the modern Orthodox world, sort of the doctor, lawyer, you know, finance thing. Um, And those are all great things, you know, all those aforementioned jobs. But then there's people that have kind of more interesting out of the box um, careers and hobbies. And we like highlighting people that do things that are, you know, not code as not as quote uh, unquote typical, um, because it's so important to know that um, the box is bigger than people may realize. And I mean that for people that are within the Orthodox world, if they're feeling kind of stifled by the choices that they perceive in front of them, or people outside of the Orthodox world who may have interests and hobbies and career paths that they might think are not, you know, quote unquote typical, um, that they should know that there can be a place with them, you know, in a more observant lifestyle. Um, And so that's why it's exciting for me today to present a father and son taekwondo team. Um, They are the uh, chief instructor and co-director of Human Weapon Taekwondo, um, a school that runs out of Muncie and New York and Teaneck, New Jersey, and they teach boys and girls and men and women. Um, And we're going to hear a little bit about um, what exactly Taekwondo is and how it fits into their uh, Jewish Orthodox experience. So Rich and Mickey Marinelli, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So um, if you could, I guess, start me first, because I think the father, Rich, is, you know, you began first with the Taekwondo um, and then, you know, your your son got into it because it was, you know, maybe already a family business. Um, where were you Jewishly growing up? Where did you grow up? What level of observance did you have? Um, if you could start us with that. Well, um, the only thing that was missing in my life growing up was spirituality. Uh, my parents were a typical liberal, uh, secular Jewish family, um, but um, <clears throat> when I was uh, uh, eligible to go to Hebrew school, um, they sent me to Hebrew school not because it was important to them, but because it was the thing to do, if you know what I mean. Yeah, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in the Bayside Whitestone area, and mm-hmm. I started my journey at a little synagogue called Clearview Jewish Center, a conservative synagogue with an Orthodox rabbi near the Whitestone and Throgs Neck Bridge. So what age did you start, I guess, becoming more observant? And what what about it um, were you drawn to if you were, you know, in this more secular life? Um, What was appealing? You know, how did it begin? So... I was extremely interested in, um, I had been, I had seen preachers on TV and saw that they, um, you know, that they were people of God. And I saw that and said, wow, I believe in God and I want to talk to God. And um, when my parents sent me to Hebrew school, um, the one thing that uh, they didn't anticipate was that when it was mandatory to go to uh, junior congregation that I would actually love it. Hmm. And I started at the age of seven going to synagogue every week 
and now I'm 50, uh, 59 years old, and I pretty uh, without if it's possible, I've never missed Shabbat services since I'm seven years old. Wow. So what I feel like a lot of people struggle with prayer and with going to shul. So um, what about it is so compelling to you? Well, first of all, in junior congregation, they do a lot of singing. Um, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that we were all working together as a team to communicate with God and pray for things that were important to Jewish people, important to people in general. And mm -hmm. the connection, the spiritual connection to God was very, very great. And also the concept of the youth group. We were, uh, we had our own congregation, um, first in junior congregation, later on when I was a teenager, we made, we turned it into an Orthodox youth group. Hmm. And it was extremely exciting. We had a thriving one in the area called the Eitz Chaim Minion at the uh, Bayside Jewish Center, and we started uh, emulating what they were doing. We got involved in something called Torah Leadership Seminar, and from there it just grew and grew and grew. And what was like, how long of a journey was it from seven years old to you know starting Hebrew school to becoming like a you know a fully observant Jew? So. I did everything that I could within the confines of living in a non-observant home. Keeping kosher was a challenge, but as I as I passed the bar mitzvah age, I started to make kind of restrictions on myself. Um, at the time, the best compromise was glass dishes, mm -hmm. um, for instance, uh, and. Um, uh, that was the, I had my own set of dishes. I only ate kosher chicken, but, and I kept uh, meat and milk separate, things like that. But mm -hmm. still I was living in a, in an unkosher home. So a lot of things became, were very difficult. I would say sure. by the time I was 15, um, I was a hundred percent observant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at that point, my, my, I was able to cook my own food and things like that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay, so that's a little bit about your Jewish journey. So now tell us about, well, I guess, first of all, if you could explain to us what Taekwondo is, because um, I'm looking through your bio, and it, I see something about the founder of Taekwondo, I believe. So it must not be that old. So if you could tell us a little about what Taekwondo is, and then how it came into your life. Okay. So um, in uh, early 1900s, um, President uh, actually, I think it might have been late, eight, very end of the 1800s, early 1900s, President Taft had made a deal with Japan and basically given Korea to the Japanese. Um, it was one of those typical cases of, uh, of um, appeasement, uh, which didn't work because the promise was that they wouldn't take the Philippines, which they did anyway. Anyway, this, the country of Korea, for all intents and purposes, disappeared off the face of the map and became part of the the Japanese Empire. And um, there was a struggle of the people there um, in, J in Korea to fight against the imperialism of, of Japan. And uh, they, the founder of Taekwondo was actually part of that journey. He, he was actually imprisoned at one point for an attempted coup against the 
against the governor general of, uh, of Korea. And uh, he uh, founded Taekwondo after World War II when, the, when uh, Korea be, began to exist again for the pride of the Korean people. So uh, he, in 1970, um, he actually moved to Canada for political reasons uh, of what was going on in Korea at the time. And uh, I had the fortune in 1983 of actually getting to train with him. So how did I get there? Well, the beauty is that in Clearview Jewish Center, when I was 10 years old, uh, a man, a Korean man, came to our synagogue and taught every Sunday night, taught Taekwondo to our youth group. And that's really where I got my start in Taekwondo. But it really got off the ground and really propelled when I trained with the founder for two weeks at his home in Mississauga, Canada. And how did, I guess, how did the two, um, like, work together? Meaning, like, um, would you say that um, Taekwondo is just something that um, is allowed by, you know, Judaism because it doesn't break any laws? Or um, would you say that, um, you know, being part of a, um, a physical activity, um, you know, is good in terms of your health or is there sort of a spiritual element to it? Like, have you thought about sort of how the, the two sort of parts of yourself come together? So in uh, Tehillim Kuf Memdala, that's 144, Psalm 144, David Amalek says, Baruch Hashem Suri, Hamalamed Yadai Likrav, Etzbotai Lemilchama. So it's actually almost as if he's giving a bracha, or he's, a, he's thanking Hashem for giving him the ability to defend himself and to defend mm -hmm. the Jewish people. He says, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Blessed are you, my rock, who uh, teaches my hands to war and my fingers, uh, and my fingers to battle. It's, uh, it's uh, fingers, my fingers to battle and my hands, uh, um, I mean, my hands to battle and my fingers to war. And uh, there's one interpretation that says one part of that refers to hand-to-hand -hand combat and the other part of that actually refers to weaponry as well. So martial art is not something that's in any way foreign to the Jewish people. Um, we've had uh, great heroes like... Um, uh, David Amelach, and we've had also um, uh, we, we've had um, uh, Shimshon Hagibor throughout our history, and of course in our modern day we look uh, for our uh, for our energy, for our encouragement from the great uh, Israeli army that we have now, which I believe is a very important factor in uh, Jewish pride today. Um, when I was a boy and this during the six day war, uh, I, everybody, all my parents, friends were, would tell me, oh, there's not going to be an Israel anymore. And then every day I would come to Hebrew school crying and they told me that I could go in the chapel by myself and pray. And every day I thought I'm praying for the very existence of Israel. Hmm. And of course the word when it got out was that we were losing, we were losing and things were terrible. And then all of a sudden, in six, on the sixth day, we won. Hmm. 
And I was so joyful, but also extremely surprised because everybody had been telling me doomsday stories. That was a very important part in my Jewish development and also my belief in self-defense as well. The other thing that happened when I was young is because I was the only one of the only people in my neighborhood who was a uh, Orthodox Jew, I was the one one of the only people, actually the only person act, uh, who was active in the neighborhood wearing a yarmulke. Mm -hmm. So I experienced many almost constant badgering for the fact that I was wearing a yarmulke and acting as an Orthodox Jew, both from secular Jews and from non-Jews as well. Hmm. So that's fascinating. So I'm going to now switch over to uh, Mickey now, um, because there's sort of different experiences, you know, the Jew that finds the Judaism um, and incorporates the different sides of themselves. Um, but Mickey, you were raised religious your whole life, and Taekwondo started for you at a young age. Um, I, you know, I think in 2018, um, the Orthodox community, you know, is doing all sorts of interesting things. But I'm wondering, growing up as a kid, was that more uncommon for you to, you know, have a, a father in this business to be, you know, part of this? What, were you? Was it different? Like, how how did that sort of express itself in your childhood? Um, so gr growing up, I went to a yeshiva called Yeshiva of Rockland County. Um, it's not around anymore, but at that time, um, many of my friends actually, actually had taken it together with me and, uh, at the, uh, with me and, and some other friends as well. Um, me, my father and, um, one of my best friends, uh, had run, run, be running, they were running the school at this, at the time mm -hmm. we had, uh, been called Magin Ha'am at that time. Um, so if you look at our bio, um, that, you know, you can see that my father, uh, with his background in Taekwondo and, um, my, my friend who's, uh, who, who also was involved, his father is Barry Cohen, was a fourth degree black belt in karate. So we had, um, so I actually was influenced by a couple different martial arts, but at the time, but, um, so for me, it was uh, very interesting to see, uh, many people do, do it, uh. And I think that that could be because of the community that I was involved in. I mean, it was a modern Orthodox community, so there could be the influence of other societies. Um, but in in uh, in my in in my view, I saw that um, yeah, that that many people were were interested in it. So I think it's a little different because when I was you know six year old and starting, that was way back in about 1995, 1996. So it's a little bit of a time zone that time had started as well. And what, like, what benefits would you say that it it brought to your life um, to be a part of, you know, this, I guess, self defense, physical activity? Um, your father gave his answer, so I hope you have another one. <laughs> but I was like, have you considered sort of how, um, you know, the Judaism and the, you know, martial arts, self-defense, um, physical fitness, you know, play a role together? Yeah, so I think that one thing that I've experienced in my life was that it helped me to be a calm, more calm person and um, more and be able to be focused on on my ability to learn in school and uh, sometimes, you know, just be able to take a little bit of a, you know, a mental break, even while you're learning, you can sort of just, you know, you'd be learning, but you can sort of just settle your mind into the, the, the activity that that's at hand. Um, so, you know, if you're, let's say you're, I mean, let's say it's, if, if it's the Torah, if you're learning, you know, Humash, so it would be, 
you know, your middle of, uh, you know, learning, but, um, but, um, so sorry, if you're in the middle of learning, so sometimes if you're light, like, uh, you know, just to focus, you, you could sometimes look outside of the, of the text and, and, and try to relax your mind to be able to internalize it. Um, beyond that, um, I think that <clears throat> going forward in my life, I also was, uh, maybe challenged um in different aspects of my life and i think that my martial arts background was able to help me to be able to um to overcome those challenges um i've also been able to experience that in uh so with some of my students um i've noticed that they had some similar challenges and um were able to use their you know their learnings in in, in what i've what i've taught them to be able to help their learning in uh, in school as well. Um, so like, I, what does that mean? Like, I'm saying, uh, yeah. I mean, I hear sort of that you say that, but like, practically speaking, how yeah. does like kicking or punching help with? You know, what I'm saying, like, can you can you sort right. of delve into that a little bit deeper, just so we understand what you mean? How this, you know, martial arts could then help? Like, what what does the physical part of martial arts have to do with? Is it training the body and brain um, in a different space? Like, how, how does that work? Um, is it yeah, I would say that it is training the body. Um, I think it's because there's multi, uh, there's like, it's a multifaceted thing. Uh, like, if you're able to, um, to move your body in a certain direction and do two tasks at a time, say you're able to do a kick, you sort of have to balance at the same time. So if, um, if you're doing that, I think that, I think what that does is it creates in your in your mind, in, not just physically, but physically with your body, but also you know with your your brain. So you're sort of creating an equilibrium to be able to, you know, do to do more than one task at a time. So if you if you go to to a learning uh, situation which is not physical, it, it can sort of be converted to be able to do a similar idea in your life as well. <clears throat> so if if somebody struggles with some focus issues, let's say in school, um, some focus difficulties, but they, they, they might be able to use those, those ideas to be able to strengthen their learning as well, because they can sort of balance the difficulties that they're going with and also be able to cope with the learning that they, that they, the task that they need. So just sort of like preparing your mind to be more, um, focused and, and be able to, and I think that, um, nowadays, you know, there is a decent amount of kids that have concentration issues, and this could possibly be a way to, um, you know, to help them out with that without medication. What about yeah. is there has there ever been? And now this question is for either a father or son. Any pushback ever? Any feedback that um, you know this is uh, you know coming from a non-Jewish source, and you know it's not right for us to you know sort of do something that is you know like the non-Jews or um, have you found people to be pretty receptive and positive? Um, I'll say that more recently, um, it's being accepted by virtually every aspect of Judaism, every different sect, every different type of mentality. Um, there was a lot of pushback, um, either that it's Beetle Torah or um, other accusations. Um, I chose uh, to continue in Taekwondo. Um, especially after speaking with the founder, I had some very intimate time with him, which we, I was able to candidly ask him many, many questions, and he answered me very candidly. 
Um, and uh, one of the things that the Taekwondo was founded on was that it should be for everyone. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be for, it, it, it is, um, it is uh, I will say, n um, devoid of religion, mm -hmm. but um, not devoid of philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, the, the founder uh, did, was actually not part of any organized religion, um, but he believed in one beneficent uh, creator. Mm -hmm. uh, I, there is no, um, nothing offensive, um, and I'll just say that I did go to schools and other styles to experience them. Mm -hmm. um, they were, uh, there were things that did go on there that could be looked, could be looked at. Um, they're not really, but they could certainly be looked at as uh, a voters are alike. Certain types mm -hmm. of uh, kneeling and bowing and <clears throat> things like that that do go on in other styles. It never goes on in Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. Taekwondo is a very, I'll say, par of art that way. It's really good for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're even now having a lot of different groups of Hasidim who are sending the, who are coming for training and also sending their children for training. Hmm. And what kind of feedback um, are you getting from that community? Surprisingly very good because of the good that we're doing for their children and the good that it's doing for them. Um, they are recognizing that they need to be able to protect themselves, um, number hmm. one. And number two, that physical fitness is very beneficial. And number three that it improves their uh, their children and their ability to focus on their uh, religious and secular studies as well. Because I think, you know, unfortunately, sometimes, um, I mean, this isn't just stories that are written. This is, you know, the mentality. I've spoken to people that are being raised in a more extreme way where, you know, physical fitness stops after 10 years old. And the idea is learn, 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 learn. But um, just as we have Shabbos, as a way to sort of take a break from everything in order to sort of sharpen the saw, um, as one of my first teachers explained. Um, I think that we probably also need the break from learning um, and to do something with our bodies so that our minds um, can can refocus again. Is that sort of like part of the principle behind Taekwondo, that um, having this discipline of the body um, helps the mind, you know, function in, in other spaces? Well, um, I'd like to say that I, I have um, I have noticed that many parents have uh, called me up, uh, you know, weeks later or even years later, uh, while their their child is is a you know a current student or even not a current student. They said that everything that you've done has enhanced um, everything that you've done has enhanced their learning and everything in their life. Um, so I think that <clears throat> I think that the answer to that is that. Um, Yes, it, 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 it is very good for us as, as human beings to be able to separate, you know, the physical nature of what we need to do in our, in, our, in our life and also the mental nature of what we needed to do in our life. So I think that <clears throat> some of these, they might not necessarily connect it, but in some of these schools that they're not noticing that some of these kids, when they're, when they're out, let's say, you know, doing physical activity and then they come in, their, their, their learning is enhanced um, to an unmeasurable amount to begin with. Is there a difference between um, letting kids run around or play ball versus martial arts, like in terms of what it does for the mind? Like, could you speak to the distinction there? 
I'm she, not sure who, who you're asking. <laughs> oh, either. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's. I guess it's. A, I'm sort of throwing out. Do, do either of you have an opinion about that? I'm saying is it just is any physical activity helpful, or do you think that you know martial arts specifically is sort of good for for mind tuning and concentration? Um, I guess maybe I'll throw it back to your father now since you answered the last one. <laughs> so um, I was once driving uh, down in, uh, down a street in Brooklyn, and I watched what was going on at recess in a school. And I saw the, the Rebbies outside watching the, kind of watching the kids, and they were on concrete playground and just completely running wild. <clears throat> now, that is an expression of their need to do something physical. But w if this is going to be chaos is the way that they're going to express themselves, that's not going to be helpful. So that's why in, in the, the secular world, they developed competitive sports, team sports, working together with certain rules. Um, and when, the, when our students train together, they, they know that there are rules which they have, that they have to do, but they're very different from the school rules. For instance, right. we, have the, we have the loud yell called a kia, a spirit yell. That it would be forbidden in school, but is actually right. really encouraged when you do your techniques in Taekwondo. That right. gives them an outlet, a way of expressing themselves. And in the performance of specific patterns in the controlled sparring, they not only are able to, to get some of that energy out and learn to focus better, but they're also are able to learn how to live in a world with other people. Hmm. Love it. Um, can you tell us how our listeners who may be in the Teaneck or Muncie area could find you, your website and learn more about your school? So our website is Human Weapon TKD. That's for the, the letters for Taekwondo TKD. So Human Weapon TKD dot com is our website um, you can reach us at human weapon tkd at hotmail.com or you can call us uh, mickey runs the teenex school and the children's classes in the uh in the muncie school as well um and i run the, the men's classes um uh you can reach us through um our number which is uh mickey why don't you give the number so my number is 845-499-6603. And my father's number is 845-548-6839. And just to review, you're teaching, there's classes for girls, boys, men, women, everyone and anyone can, can join? Yes, we always can make, uh, make some arrangement of some sort. And um, we do a pre-scheduled um, classes as well that accommodate most of our uh, pretty much every every uh, person from uh, from zero to a hundred years old and and a boy or girl man woman and every cross section and most importantly uh, every cross section of uh, of Jewish life and mm -hmm. very important that we to understand that we have a female instructor very experienced who's almost a fourth degree herself. Um, and she is uh, also a, pro a school teacher as well, so she really is an expert at teaching. Her name is Rachel Katz, and uh, we, we, uh, we welcome that she teaches all of our women and girl classes. 
Love it. It's really so important for there to be healthy outlets, you know, to have different hobbies and physical exercise. And um, I think also just to develop as people, complex people with interesting interests. Um, So it's really wonderful that you're providing this service and uh, being leaders in this way. And it really seems like um, it's catching on. So um, we wish you a lot of Hatzlacha um, and continued uh, growth. Um, And thank you for listening. You can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.